This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at TheBBQGuru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at Cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com like them on their facebook fan page sucklebusters or visit the texas bbq forum.com check them out and see why sucklebusters means busting with flavor and by butcher barbecue makers of injections sauces and rubs find them online at butcherbbq.com and by green mountain grills a leader in the pellet grill market you can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com and by cookingpellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at cookingpellets.com, or you can find them at amazon.com as well. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966 is the number to call. You can also email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. In case you didn't get the newsletter, uh, at about 9.14, so 13 minutes from now, a guy who I have rescheduled now twice in as many show appearances, the show uh, mostly about barbecue, but not always about barbecue. One of my other things that we were going to be talking about when uh, we had a little uh, miscommunicato a couple weeks ago. My passion of concealed carry firearms and now 
an active wear of this person's gear, we will be joined by Tyler Botts of Alien Gear Holsters. Very excited about that. Then we will get back to the barbecue at 9.35. A longtime sponsor of this show, a manufacturer of some of the best pellets out there on the market today, Chris Becker from CookinPellets.com will join us. Get a little pellet talk going. And then we'll move to the second hour where we will find, and again, you know, as you go through the history, the uh, annals of the show here, I don't really throw around the word or the term legend a lot, but if you know your competition barbecue and you know your business of barbecue, you realize very quickly at the mention of the next name that I'm about to utter hugely successful again legend in the competition side to be sure of probably approaching legend on the pit side of business things as well and that's what we've been doing here over the last handful of weeks is uh having a segment for a pit builder to come on and talk about their particular pits and what makes them good and how they differ from perhaps like pits out there on the market he was a pit master of three little pigs barbecue back in the day holding it down on the competition circuit, literally changing the rules of competition barbecue on the ways that they were winning. Chris joins us on the show. We'll be talking about his line of good one smokers as well. So if you haven't heard of Chris Marks before, you're probably just getting into the whole barbecue scene and probably just learning about the people that are out there that really started blazing the trails back in the day. And certainly Chris was uh, one of those guys. So we'll uh, be able to talk with him uh, a little bit on the barbecue side, but of course we will focus on the cooker side of things with the good one smoker. A lot of people uh, starting to turn to the good one smoker. So we'll talk about how that thing is constructed, how it fires, uh, why he built it the way he did. It's uh, a little bit different than a lot of the uh, traditional style pits that you'll uh, hear us talk about on this show. So looking forward to that conversation for sure. And then we'll close out the show with a notable Florida Barbecue Association competition team pit master. He wound up second overall for 2015 team of the year. He was the team of the year in 2014. Jim Elser joins us, Sweet Smoke Q. And the reason we're having Jim on is to maybe briefly, briefly recap his 2015 season in the FBA and kind of see if he has any idea how you could possibly slow down the likes of Matt Barber going into next season. But more importantly, Matt, uh, sorry, Jim did something that, you know, few on the other side of the fence will foray into, which is going to a different sanctioning body and not just like FBA, which cooks four categories and going to a KCBS, which cooks four categories. So, you know, there's some, some comfort level there. Now he said, forget about that. Let's go IBCA on this bitch. Yeah. So you're cutting out pork shoulder, the pork shoulder category altogether. You are ditching the hell. Oh, you. Um, you are ditching garnish altogether, which people in the FBA are used to. 
But chicken is a little bit different altogether. It's half chicken. So we're going to talk to Jim and see how he was prepping up to the IBCA event, how it actually went down, what he thinks of it going forward, all that good stuff. So look for uh, Jim Elser at 1035 this evening. Hey, I have a quick giveaway for you. I don't know if you've seen this. This has been out for a little while. It's called the uh, Weber Big Book of Burgers. And uh, you will have 80 inventive burger recipes, including uh, a number of different ones like a chicken Popeye slider or a mozzarella pesto. Weber's Big Book of Burgers is a must-have for anyone who loves great burgers. Uh, Jamie Provience is the guy that wrote it. He's been on this show. You know Jamie. There's Jamie right there. If you're interested in getting your hands on that book. Oh, I turned blue. I'm going to have to get up and change the color. Hold on a second. Maybe it'll help. Nope. Uh, If you're interested in getting your hands on this, all you have to do is shoot me an email here in the open and... In the subject line, put Big Book of Burgers, and then we'll go ahead and get you all hooked up there with a free copy of the Big Book of Burgers by Weber. All right, I got to fix this light here. One second. All right, there we go. Wow craziness so all you have to do is shoot me that email and we'll go ahead and give you one big book of burgers is the uh, subject line and you can have that uh, and if you want I'll even uh, autograph it for you even though I didn't write it about that Tyler Botts, Chris Becker, Chris Marks, Jim Elser, your lineup for this evening. Let everybody know, of course, that the show is on. Please, I ask most humbly of you. Uh, There's a couple different links to send them to if you're so inclined. The audio can be found at the main website listed right down there. I'm sorry, uh, right right down there. TheBBQCentralShow.com. If you want to show them video of this show... That's fine as well. Send them to the OutdoorCookingChannel.com, OutdoorCookingChannel.com, slash watch dash now, and there you go. You'll be off and running. Now, maybe you have Roku or something along those lines. Go to your app store on your particular IP television device and see if Outdoor Cooking Channel is in that app store. If it is, please download it. You can watch the show live right there on the comfort of your couch. And on the big skin, uh, the big skin, big screen television. Uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes for replays as well, audibly. That's the most popular way people get down on this show. A YouTube page, of course, Outdoor Cooking Channel, and of course, the main website for uh, both audio and video. Now, I did want to mention, as you can see, um, I got the uh, Suckle Busters hat on, I got the Suckle Busters shirt on. So thanks to Dan Arnold, as I am fully geared out. With a, a longtime show sponsor, Dan Arnold, and the folks over at Suckle Busters. He sent me a spicy peach barbecue sauce. And I've been hearing a lot of good things about this. And I emailed Dan and I was like, What's going on with peach barbecue? Am I aware of this? He's like, You should be. People are winning it all over now with the peach barbecue sauce. And I said, Hey, all right. Then the shirt showed up, then a hat showed up. 
fully ready to go on your show tonight. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ. CentralShow.com is your email address if you are interested. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers before we get to Tyler Botts and Alien Gear. Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, the number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Now, Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. From flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition event, including the 12 and 13 American Royal, the 12 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitational, the 13 Kingsford Challenge, the 14 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and the 2014 King of the Smoker. Don't think BPS can just be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known that they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain called BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. With four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs have proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's is also banded together with California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense, defying conventional wisdom. These two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms, shipped right to your door from the American Kobe Beef, Caribou to Pork, Double R Ranch Meats. Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. And they're committed to bringing you the best barbecue flavors on the market. For instance, the new stuff on the block, the Swamp Boy sauce, the Fine Swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce, all the BigPapaSmokers.com. Big Papa's also created the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, they've been doing all this with just five years of being in the biz, turning the competition world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. As we say each and every week, it's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. The website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's Big Papa Smokers. Uh, looks like we have a winner of the book. Uh, that it happens to be Embedded Texas Correspondent, Doug Scheide. Doug, send me your shipping info. I will send you out. The book, the Big Book of Burgers from Weber. Congratulations to you. Uh, We're back with Tyler Botts from Alien Gear Holsters. Getting out of the barbecue box here just for a segment. Uh, Dave, second uh, second hour, we'll get into a little bit of the how the Lang cooks. I got a couple cooks under my belt. All right, stick around. We'll be right back after this. Hang on. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, 
Hey, all right. This portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500 grand in cash to be won. Next stop on the tour is this Saturday, August 15th. Wow, halfway through August already. Wow. In Scarborough, Maine, a local event that will send the top six teams to the region, uh, the Richmond, Virginia regional final. That takes place on September 5th. To find out more about the Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check results. Or to register your team to compete, if you can still do that, visit kcbs.us slash samstour. All right, Centralites, so this show is a barbecue show, but not always about barbecue all the time. For instance, aside from being an avid backyard cooker, I'm also an avid gun shooter legally and a concealed carry permit holder, but there's no guide to all the accessories you can get to make your carry experience as good as it can be, most notably is the holster segment. So allow me to help with that by bringing in one of the most respected and successful holster makers on the market today. Let's go ahead and hit the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, the director of marketing for Alien Gill Holsters, Tyler Boss, joining me. Tyler, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. I appreciate you making time for the show tonight, and uh, glad we could finally get hooked up here and talk a little bit about something else that I am passionate about. So obviously, you know, I, I can only imagine what's running through your mind when uh, some guy from a internet barbecue show gets a hold of you guys and says, well, I'd love to have you on. Uh, you don't know if you're going to get staged up for something uh, or not. But, you know, aside from the barbecue stuff that we like to cover, uh, I'm an avid uh, handgun shooter and I am a concealed carry weapons holster. Uh, so before we get into the alien gear stuff, I guess, you know, maybe uh, maybe a little bit of background on you. You know, how do you get together with uh, alien gear and how does that whole relationship start? Uh, you know, I've been uh, with alien gear uh, for a couple of years now. And when we first started, um, it was a uh, just a small little company that was building a, a great product. And, um, you know, we released a couple variations of our holsters. We had the original um, cloak tuck holster, which was just a leather inside holster and and that was met with some success and then we released the cloak tuck 2.0 which was the first one um of its kind to sort of have a neoprene backer and it really enhanced the comfort and that's when our company uh really took off and um at that time i was um working in different facets of the company and and then was able to uh focus on marketing for them and um the company's really just uh done great and since then we've had uh, the release of our uh, latest product in june and that's been really fun to to market and uh, connect with people and and share their excitement. And that's our new uh, holster, the Quotec 3.0 IWB holster. That's um, it has a uh, a core inside of it. And so I can tell you a little bit about that later. But um, yeah, just been working with them for a couple of years, and it's been fun to watch the company grow. Tyler, where's the company, and and I guess you, where are you guys uh, based out of? Um, our we're headquartered in Hayden, Idaho. Aiden, Idaho. All right. So, are like, are you uh, a guy outside of work? You like to, to barbecue and grill and all that stuff? Uh, I do. I try and find time for it uh, when <laughs> when it allows. Um, I've got a a family, and it's always fun to uh, to throw food on the grill for the kids and stuff. Uh, these days, I do a lot of hot dogs and hamburgers because that's what I can get them to eat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There but, you go. Uh, I do. I do enjoy. I appreciate the craft of it. Definitely. Tyler Botts is the marketing director for Alien Gear, uh, Alien Gear Holsters. Uh, Tyler, where does the name originate from? Uh, maybe a little bit out of the norm when you talk about uh, shooting and ammunition and all that stuff. Where does Alien Gear Holsters come from? Yeah, that's kind of the idea, is that uh, you know the owner really wanted to 
um, when he was thinking of names for this company, something that was going to stick out uh, among the competition. So his his previous company, or a company that's still uh, a sister company to Alien Gear Holsters, is called Old Faithful Holsters. And uh, that was a, an early sort of iteration of the company. And that's a name that, while it does kind of fit within the industry, it's not as memorable as Alien Gear Holsters. So you're going to hear, um, when that name's mentioned, it's going to tend to stick in your head. So it was very... Uh, purposefully named that way. And um, it didn't really come out of anywhere specific. Um, it was just an idea that the owner knew would, would stick in people's heads. And it certainly has. Um, through our marketing, people realize us, you know, or they remember us when flipping through magazines and, and things like that. So it's a great brand. Uh, thanks for the insight there, Tyler. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a big believer in kind of sticking out in the market or sticking in people's minds if you're leafing through um, you know, propaganda or magazines or just seeing it on the internet. So it uh, certainly resonates with me for sure. Uh, you yeah. know, if you are, you know, kind of getting into it, you know, like me, uh, maybe I'm not uh, a beginner, uh, maybe more of an intermediate, certainly not an expert by any stretch. But as you start to go through, you see that there's a number of holster options out there. Uh, so as far as alien gear is concerned, you'd mentioned the, the different the genesis of the, the cloaks, but uh, how many holsters do you offer and and what other options are you offering right now um well our biggest seller of course is the iw or the iwb holsters the inside the pants um versions and uh that's kind of what alien gear holsters is known for um you know we we call ourselves the most comfortable concealable holsters on the market and a lot of people tell us that's true um but beyond that we've got um an outside the pants um holster line and those are made entirely of leather. Those are called the uh, cloak slide because it's a belt slide holster. Um, it's designed to actually you slide your belt through it and wear it at about the 3 o'clock position uh, on your side. And then you can pull your shirt over it and wear it concealed or um, open. And, uh, you know, right now those are, the, those are the big products. So we've got a couple. Um, we've got some different materials and colors that we offer. So... Um, that's kind of the uh, the basis. You know, we've only been around for a couple of years, so we're definitely um, growing our, our product line. You know, when you're talking about carrying concealed, you know, for me, that definitely goes right to some kind of an inside the waistband holster. Uh, as we had just mentioned, there are, you know, a decent amount of options out there right now. So in your opinion, I mean, you're the director of marketing, so expert guy to, to ask this question. What makes Alien <laughs> Gear different from some of the other inside the waistband holsters that are out there? Um, well, I think there's a couple of things. That's a, a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing that we hear from people is, is the comfort. Um, you know, a lot of our big competitors only offer uh, a leather version of their, their holster. So with a leather holster comes a, uh, a break in time. It can take months to wear in a holster like that. Um, and with our product, um, at least our Cloak 2 and Cloak 3, um, offer no break-in time whatsoever. So you just put it on right out of the box, and it forms your body. So that's a big, a big thing in terms of, in terms of comfort. Um, and then we also offer um, the handgun shell that, that sits on our holster base um, is adjustable. So with some of those, you see that there's actually like a screw that you kind of would screw in with a Phillips screwdriver or something. But ours actually comes with an Allen wrench and uh, rubber spacers that you can adjust that tightness and retention for the, the pistol. So uh, there's the adjustability of it. And then uh, we also offer a triple guarantee, So which I don't think any of our competitors offer. 
And uh, what this part of it is, is we'll, we'll take back your holster after 30 days. If you don't think it's the most comfortable, concealable holster, we'll buy it back from you. Um, the other part of it is that uh, it's guaranteed for life. So if it ever fails or rips or tears or anything like that, we'll also replace it for free. Uh, and that's over your entire lifetime. And then the third part of that is that we've got a, uh, a swappable shell system. So you can take um, one shell from one of our alien gear holsters and drop it onto another backer. Say it's your outside the waistband, you can move that shell to the inside the waistband. And so uh, it's an interchangeable shell system, So, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess, you know, some of the things that I, I appreciated uh, since you so saw, I think I'm starting my second full week. I had a couple days at the end of that very first week, but I'm starting my second full week of, or I just ended my second full week of carrying. I have uh, the Springfield Armory XDS uh, 45 caliber 3.3 barrel, and yeah. I've been carrying uh, with the Ailing Gear holster right at about like, yeah, if, I don't know if it's five o'clock or four o'clock, but you know, fairly traditional uh, place to to carry the the weapon concealed. And yep. man, I have to tell you, it is absolutely because I had a uh, a leather inside the waistband holder previously when I had a Glock 26, and uh, you know there wasn't a huge amount of break in time, but there was absolutely break in time. And the thing that was most uncomfortable when I was trying to break it in was the fact that you could feel it on you like all the time. And it wasn't yeah. until the point where it actually broke in that you kind of forgot about it a little bit. I mean, certainly you don't forget you're carrying a gun, but as far as comfort and fit and form and finish, uh, that kind of went away. With yours, man, you stuck it on there, and you're right. It's it's very pliable. The material on the back, I, I believe you said it was neoprene, is very comfortable, and it almost kind of adds a, a little bit of comfortable friction between them to almost kind of hold it up there a little bit more, I found. And, yep. uh, man, I have to say... Uh, the tuckability of it as well. So I wear polo, like uh, I work for a Peterbilt a dealer for Peterbilt trucks, and they give us these uh, uh, Callaway golf shirts to wear with the logos and stuff. And I, you just kind of tuck it in around the uh, the clips and and through the gun. And man, I'm telling you, it is it is absolutely invisible, and it is super comfortable. I wear it. It's on at seven o'clock in the morning. I take it off seven eight o'clock at night. So I'm putting in a full twelve thirteen hours on this thing. And, you know, from minute one to, you know, 17 hours later, it's just as comfortable and it doesn't get loose. And it's uh, it's really uh, something that I found to be a, a value. And uh, I guess from somebody that, you know, actually spent the money to buy it, I appreciate the fact that you guys are making a quality holster out there. Yeah, that's uh, well, we really appreciate that. That's that's great feedback. And, uh, you know, we, we hear that a lot that people put it on and they kind of forget they're they're wearing it and it's that that tuckable part that you know allows you to wear it uh you know in a casual or or if you're at work uh type environment so um we're glad to hear that you're wearing it all day long and and loving it so um and like you said the the value that it brings um you know if you if you uh throw in the price point that we offer it at um you know some of our holsters you can get for as low as 29.88 um it's it's a steal and definitely worth a try for anyone out there who's curious about us yeah, I think that was the other thing that really kind of slapped my uh, in the face when I was looking at you guys and a number of other different holsters is, you know, the the same holster from some of the other uh, different companies that are out there double, even triple the price. And that's not like exaggerating at all. I mean, you could get an inside the waistband holder that's, you know, going up towards uh, $85, $90, $100. 
And, you know, you guys oh, yeah. were, you yeah. know, sub 40 for something that is extremely comfortable. I mean, usually in the world of barbecue, at least, you know, it's uh, always you get what you pay for. So when you see <laughs> yeah. some holsters at $100 and you see some holsters at 35 and $40, at least for us in this industry, it's normal to kind of start looking up to the higher price one just because you think it's going to be better. But in this case, uh, absolutely not. The $35, $40 holster is uh, is superb. And I, I guess from my angle, being a business guy, how are you able to put together such a good holster at such a value price? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, like you were saying, you know, the you get what you pay for type thing. Uh you know, we really feel so confident in our holsters that that's why we do offer that triple guarantee or we'll essentially take it back, um, you know, if you buy it and, and think it's a piece of junk or it doesn't, it's not as comfortable as people say it is, um, you know, we'll take it back. So there's that confidence part of it that I think uh, helps sell the product too. And it, it just comes from, from word of mouth. You know, we, we were so confident in our product that we knew we could sell it, sell it for less, um, not you know, bend people over, so to speak, just give them a good deal on a quality holster. And we knew that the word would spread and it has. And so we kind of put our trust in our customers and our product. And uh, it's really worked well for us. It's a it's sort of a reverse uh, business plan that you don't normally see, but, um, you know, um, some things are, uh, some things can be true, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, having to worry about uh, if you're getting a good deal or not. So it's definitely a good deal. Tyler, when you talk about inside the waistband holsters for people that might be, you know, maybe they've purchased a handgun, they've uh, gone through the proper steps of getting themselves licensed to carry concealed, do you have any basic steps as far as, like, getting that inside the waistband holster into pants and, like, how do you wear it? Um, actually, I do. Uh, they're, they're uh, you know, we've got on our website, too, I encourage any of your listeners to go. Uh, check out our videos page on uh, alienggearholsters.com. And what we've done is created, um, we probably have four or five videos on there that are just designed to show people how to wear um, their holsters, the correct way to to wear an IWB, how to um, adjust the retention so it fits your body type, um, and so forth. And so there's there's several steps involved, and I'd hate to, to uh, go through them here and, and miss a couple steps, but um, I would encourage anyone to go uh, check out our site. And uh, we've got all the resources on there. Uh, we've got tips for new concealed carry people, um, old concealed carry people, um, all across the board. So uh, do's and don'ts, things like that. So, One of the other things that you hear talked about quite a bit in regards to any holster is cant. Uh, so talk to yeah. me about cant. Explain what cant is. And is there a, a best cant position? Or is that something that is you know different for me, different for you, different for the next guy? Yeah, cant is just the angle that you're that you're gonna um, that your pistol is gonna sit at on your side. So um, our holster comes with a, I believe it's a 15 degree uh, FBI cant is what we call it, and uh, and so basically, you know, if it's it, it comes out of the box at that angle, but our shells are adjust have adjustable cant, so you can actually kind of shift them on the holster, so you could do um, a straight up up and down draw. Um, or you can shift it depending on your body type, um, depending on what you're using your your uh, firearm for, and things like that. So and for comfort level. Um, so you know, cant is just the the angle that your pistol is going to be at. In regards to price points, we touched on it here uh, a little bit ago, but uh, like where are your uh, holsters priced at right now? In case people are going to be you know jumping in again, the website by the way, if you want to check it out, Alien Gear Holsters. 
Tyler.com. Uh, not only are the products there, but as uh, Tyler just mentioned, a bunch of uh, FAQ videos and uh, training videos as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we've got uh, our holsters come in a, a range of prices. Um, our original leather cloak tuck inside the waistband um, holster you can get for as low as twenty nine eighty eight, um, and that doesn't include shipping. It's a few bucks for uh, shipping and handling. Um, and then you can work your way up the ladder to um, our new newest product, the cloak tuck three which is forty three eighty eight. Um, so they kind of range in price, but that's that's our highest product price and then we do offer a, uh, a special deal right now called the two holster combo where we're um we're having people that come to the site they can actually buy two um and i believe you can get two holsters of any type so that includes um any inside the waistband choice um you can include an outside the waistband choice you can buy you know different versions of our iwbs but you throw two of those in your cart and you can get them um, i think that one starts as low as 49.88 wow for two holsters, so you could get them for under fifty bucks for two holsters. Yeah, great deal, no doubt about it. Uh, AlienGeelHolsters.com yeah. is the website if you want to check that out. A uh, couple more questions here, Tyler, before I let you go, and appreciate the time tonight. Um, sure. Lead time as far as ordering today uh, is these things you just have like a bunch of stuff in stock because of different guns, or are there so many guns you got to kind of customize them? You know, each and every order. Well, we actually, um, unlike a few of our, our competitors, we, we do make each holster by uh, by order. So when one comes in, we, we then make that holster um, instead of having a huge stockpile of, of holsters. We want to make sure that we're, we're catering to our customers and not, not creating a bunch of uh, products and waste that, that we don't need. So when the order comes in, we make that order. Um, so right now we're looking at, I believe it's a three to four week wait. So you order today, uh, should be in your home between three and four weeks. Um, you know, we're working on improving that process as well or as we're, you know, exploding as a, a company and a lot of people are buying our holsters. Uh, the challenge there is, is with the manufacturing and making sure that we can offer a, uh, you know, 100% uh, perfect product. So we've upped our uh, quality control and, and so forth to make sure that we can um, keep up with, with demand. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the wait time right now. Uh, Tyler, last question here uh, tonight, and again, appreciate it. Competition barbecue guys love custom gear shit, and they have their uh, thermopen thermometers, and they have you know knives that they like. If somebody called you up, would you guys like take on a project of you know knife holsters and thermometer holsters? <laughs> well, it's the uh, we hear all kinds of uh, cool ideas come from our customers. There's no doubt about that. And we've always got lots of cool stuff, uh, you know, coming out. So we would just uh, encourage people to, um, you know, come to the site, maybe sign up for our newsletter. Um, we're always letting people know about our new products and, and things like that. And we, of course, always invite people to uh, to suggest their ideas to us. And if the demand is there, we'll absolutely make it. So. All right. There is uh, Tyler Botts is the uh, marketing director for Alien Gear Holsters. Again, the website, aliengearholsters.com. Tyler, really appreciate the time tonight, man. Thanks for uh, coming on and continued success to you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We really appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Tyler Box from Alien Gear Holsters. Uh, For the anti-gun guys, uh, apologize for that segment. For the non-anti-gun guys that are looking for great holsters at ridiculous prices, you're welcome. 
Uh, Chris Becker is on the line. We're going to get to him here in just a minute. Again, aliengearholsters.com if you want to grab a, a superior inside or outside the waistband holster for your gun. A Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack Pellet Grill, the number one grill out there on the market today. 100% stainless steel. Wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 800 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. Features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations to dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, smoke. Cook Shack has two models of pellet grills, by the way. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double wall roll hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. The PG-500 features a two-way swing lid, pellet drop, and utensil holder. The PG-500-1000 have many great features, including 784 square inches of cooking space, easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grate, on the direct cooking zone side that produce killer-looking sear marks, nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top racks, a drip bucket, a pellet ash drawer, 100% stainless steel construction, warming drawer, 40 pounds of cook shack, hickory pellets, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Hoofa. It is a versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steak, desserts, sides, and larger cuts of meats as well. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood penetrates the food with an intense smoky flavor. When you cook with wood pellets, the fuel is consistent, the smoke more flavorful. For recipes, how-to videos, check out Cook Shack's YouTube channel or the cooking guide on their website at pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com. You can also call them in lieu of either of those at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Cookshack.com. Thanks to good folks over at Cookshack. And uh, we will be back with Chris Becker from cookingpellets.com. Sticking with the pellet talk. Uh, Chris Becker from cookingpellets.com. After this, stick around. We'll be right back. Hang on. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. Manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for a medium-sized cooker, they got you covered there, too. How about something you can take on those tailgates? Can you believe the NFL football season starts Thursday? Bring it out! They can also supply you with uh, some great accessories. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You could love yours as well. You go to GreenMountainGrills.com and get one. All right. Uh, Joining me now, somebody who is steeped deeply in the business and artistry of making Wood pellets for sale for your wood fired and uh, your pellet fired cooker, and a longtime sponsor of this show. Now, Chris Becker from CookingPellets.com. Chris, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you, buddy? Absolutely fabulous, Chris. Appreciate you making time for the show here. I mean, you've been one busy cat. I think I've been trying to have you on the show like for the past seven, eight months. So, what is going on with uh, CookingPellets.com and your warehouse and your manufacturing and all that stuff? Oh my gosh! I gotta tell you, in a quick, yeah, we've been we've been busy. First, 
thanks for the time. I really do appreciate it, Greg. Absolutely. And uh, awesome as always to be on with you. And uh, and I got to tell you two things. We're looking at a green mountain right now. We test every grill we can. Tested one like uh, I think six years ago, and we're gonna test that small little one. We haven't done it yet, but and for what it's worth, we're gonna test one and put it through its paces in our uh, in our test area, which I like to call my patio. Yeah. But uh, something different. Anyway, we're, uh, we've just been busy. We, uh, we actually moved uh, out of one facility. We bought a new facility, 25,000 square foot. Uh, at any one time, we got about uh, three-quarters of a million pounds of pellets on the floor ready wow. to push out the door. So we're, we're trying to take the... the we're just trying to take the world by pellet storm, so to speak. So, Are all those pellets in the warehouse already palletized and wrapped and just ready to go on tractor trailers and head out to destinations unknown? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We, we're, we're, you know, we, the last, yeah, I mean, the, the crossover between us finding the building, getting the building, uh, doing, you know, you got to rehab a little bit. 100 years old. It's got a very cool history. Uh, solid as a rock. Brick walls that are like 18 inches thick. And, I, and it's a very <laughs> cool, clear span building, uh, you know, if you get into buildings. But um, but uh, we just, you know, from start B or point B, it gets it gets very busy and hard to make time to do anything other than like work. So, you know, one, I'm glad to be here, like I said. But um, those pellets, they're all palletized ready to ship out uh, to our, you know, zillion dealers across the U.S. and Canada, uh, soon to be overseas. And, um, you know, the one thing I did want to mention is we, you know, we just redid the website, which you've, you've probably seen. We, we upgraded that and we're going through some more upgrades right now to make it easier for people. And, and the one problem that's always been a problem for our customer base is the cost of freight, and you yeah. know that as well as anybody. Always, uh, pellets and freight just do not get along. <laughs> and uh, we kind of partnered up. We've gotten more dealers on board, which they can always go to our website, which you're showing now, and and uh, go to our dealer page, and you see all the dealers around. But if you don't have a dealer by you, we partnered up with Amazon. And uh, Amazon has really got some of the best prices lately than I have seen in a long time. And, you know, they, they kind of some, – sometimes they blow it out and sometimes they don't. But all in all, you know, if anybody that has ever been on Amazon, you know, if you spend over 35 bucks, you get free shipping. So generally you can get two bags off of Amazon really stinking cheap. Um, and all you do is just do a search for cooking pellets uh, on the Amazon search thing, and our, our stuff will come up. Um, well, and well, along with the new website, as you're, you, you know, I can see it there. Very cool, by the way. Yeah. I like that. I'm very top uh, of the notch. Yeah, thanks. Um, we added some new clothing lines, uh, just added some uh, bacon rubs. You know, bacon's really big, and we just got a line of rubs in. And I don't know if you've ever used a rub on bacon, no. but oh my gosh, let me tell you something. So you're taking out like regular bacon and then you're yep. adding a rub onto bacon. Yes. Yeah. I like the, the Asian that we have. We also have a pepper, actually. I, I kind of dig both of them, but uh, um, 
just look at the link on the website, but they have a really – actually, the pepper is really good. But, yeah, just raw bacon. You put the rub on there. There you go. You put the rub on it, and uh, you put it in the pellet grill. I use racks, like uh, cooling racks my wife has for muffins and stuff. Yeah. And I just lay it across there, and I let her cook at, like, 225 for a couple hours until – and I like it crispy, so good and crispy. But, oh, my gosh, talk about candy. <laughs> Pig candy, right? Yeah, it, exactly. That's what it is. It's it's awesome. So um, let's see what else is new. We actually uh, are just finalizing a line of dip mixes. Um, I, I know that may seem odd, but like everybody seems to have their own sauce and seasonings and stuff out there. And uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a nosher before noshing. I like to get my hands in a pile of dip and and salsa and you know chips and Fritos and whatever else I can get my fat digits onto. And um, and we had been using a, a bunch of the same ones we've loved forever. And we we're like, well, why are we offering this stuff? So um, we're going to start with our four really popular ones that everybody seems to love and no salt, no MSG, all natural, uh, no preservatives in it. it. The stuff is really awesome. But so that's to come. You'll see that within the next, uh, probably month. And this, these are recipes that you're making and packaging, you know, legally the three years or are you uh, partnering with somebody to bring them to the website? No, 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 no. They're actually, believe it or not, legally they're ours. Uh, you know, it's a bulk. It's a bulk blend, and uh, then we package it down. And you know, not that we don't have enough to do, but um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's stupidity at its best. But um, we we just found that so many people, and actually, you can use this stuff. Like here, example, we have a, a garlic. We call it a garlic gar- garlic, and it is so garlicky, it's ridiculous. And you just take the package, you put it. With a cup of mayonnaise and a cup of sour cream, you mix it. You let it sit for, you know, 20 minutes, and then it's awesome. And if you want to make a garlic burger, you take, like, a teaspoon of the same mix, no, you know, dry mix, and you put it inside the center of a burger, put it on a pellet grill, and you let it cook out, and the juices get the dehydrated uh, garlic in it. Now you got an awesome garlic burger. So, I mean, you can use it on anything. All this stuff is for both ends. You can use it as seasoning or, you know, put a kick on something or just use it for a uh, good dip. But anyway, you know, I digress. Yeah, but uh, and and pellets are still uh, the the run of the day here. So uh, they they are. (laughs) As we talk about pellets, I guess, you know, for somebody who might be listening to the show for the first time or they're thinking about, uh, making that foray from uh, a Weber bullet style or a Brinkman or something and going into a pellet cooker. Uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about pellets, you know, kind of school us a little bit on how they're made uh, and, and, of course, why uh, cooking pellets are the ones you would probably want to reach for first before uh, anything else out there. Sure. Um, in simplistic value is pellets, uh, we use heartwoods, and we take that heartwood, we chip it down, then it goes through a hammer mill, which is a machine that turns it basically into sawdust. And then it goes into a pellet mill, which takes that sawdust and compresses it under, you know, 20 ton of pressure or so. Creates a little bit of heat, around 180, 190 degrees. And when that happens, this is where the magic happens, there's a product in all wood called lignin uh, with pine and Douglas fir. It kind of looks like sap 
but when it's in you know harder woods, it's called lignin, and it's an actual natural binder. That's what kind of keeps it all together while it's growing and everything. So when it's not growing and it's dead, then the lignin's still there. So under heat and pressure, the lignin comes out, turns into a natural binder, and when the pellet goes through the other side of the die, because it's a push-through die, it ends up solidifying instantly. So when you look at a pellet and you see it's got a little bit of a shine on it, that's actually the outer shine of the lignin holding it all together. And that lignin is throughout. So that simplistic version, that's it. And then we let it cool down, uh, goes through a mill, goes in a big carboy thing and fills it up. And then we uh, put it through the uh, weigh machine and bagger, the auto bagger, and then we uh, make pallets out of it. the difference between ours and everybody else, and you know what, I'm not going to, I will sit here and tell you, I am not going to knock other people's pellets, but um, I've always told everybody, if you can find a pellet that's at a fair price that you really like, that's the pellet you should be buying. I mean, I, I of course, I'm going to tell you I think our pellet is great. We use we use uh, heartwoods. We don't use any bark in our stuff. I, I, and I don't, I, again, I'm not, you know, not, casting any uh anything bad to anybody that uses that we choose not to because it makes a pellet that's that's good for us we don't use any kind of oaks or alders that some other companies use for filler woods and that's because when i got into this i was a pellet user before i was a maker and uh, i found there wasn't enough flavor so that's why we started doing it because we needed a premium pellet that i couldn't find and that's kind of where we're at let me, you, uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you about play. that, Chris, because when I've you know, and I've talked to the other guys that you know will use the two thirds oak and the sure. one third flavor wood, and, and that's what you get in your apple uh, pellet or your cherry pellet or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the the standard uh, yep. recipe. And the way it's explained to me is, well, we use the two thirds oak because the oak is kind of an indiscriminate smoke, but it gives you the BTUs you need for the heat. And then we put in the one third of the flavor wood to give you whatever flavor you're looking for. Do you not find that to be the case? You can, I mean, can you run, uh, you know, a, a cherry pellet uh, at 100 percent or a hickory pellet 100 percent and not risk uh, like an underheat type of a situation? Then, you know, what we found is most of the woods, if it's a hardwood, it's going to give you the BTU value. But and this is a true statement, the oak and the alder will net you a higher BTU. But here's a big but. It's not necessarily always the pellet that is the fault of low heat. We have, right now, we have a few grills in the backyard. One of them happens to, I have my original Traeger. I can't get it over 425 with our pellets. But the Traeger, and not knocking it, is not a heavy thermal mass as some other grills. Like a cook shack is a, is a pretty thick, nice insulated thermal mass. So it holds its retention heat to get it to a higher level. I have a black olive on the deck, which is a like a Komodo style. So, um, it's a... Um, yeah, ceramic style. Ceramic yeah. ceramic grill, yeah, but it's pellet-fed. I can get 610 degrees with that wow. uh, on our pellets. Yeah, on our pellets. So, so it's two things. One, if you have an entry-level grill, and it's not a bad thing that you do, that's great, and everybody has to start somewhere. If you have an entry-level grill and you use our pellets, you're not going to get up to 500 degrees, I guarantee you. Personally, uh, once people start getting into it, I, I don't think most people get over, and I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people I know personally myself, we don't go over 350. Even with a steak, I'd rather have that light, nice bit of smoke flavor or a pizza 
if you do, I'm sure you do pizza. If you put it on, oh, yeah. I only set our grill at like 350, and I let it cook about six or eight minutes longer. I still get the great crust, great crisp, but I got a nice light smoke flavor, and that's really the awesome part of what we're using on a pellet grill. So, Chris Becker joining me here on the show. Uh, he is the founder and uh, overall. Uh, purveyor presidente of cookinpellets.com at c-o-o-k-i-n pellets cookinpellets.com as you had mentioned at the top of the interview you can also go to amazon.com and search cooking pellets uh, you know when you mentioned some days are blowing them out and some days they aren't any idea of you know what days trigger their blow outedness versus the others you know i gotta tell you we we can't figure it out we've actually been dealing with them for two years and and, and we're stymied i mean we you know it, the one thing that we have if you guys have a smartphone android or apple do a search in your store for cooking pellets we have an app we're the only ones to have an app actually but we have an app and we occasionally send out price alerts for when our pellets are at the best price on amazon uh, I didn't check it today. I probably should have. But to get back to your question, um, we usually check it every day. And for some reason, they're generally around 31 to $33 a bag. What I was told by the Amazon gurus is that occasionally um, their algorithms will, will go to a, a peak high and then to a drop. And it's just to influx sales. Which, of course, I don't mind because we don't sell on Amazon. We sell to Amazon, but there's no no rhyme or reason. Honestly, I don't know. It's purple outside and the pellets go low. I have no idea. Was that (laughs) purple outside? Was was it a very difficult process to get on board with Amazon or was it fairly pain-free? Because I'm sure a lot of people that have, you know, rubs and sauces and and other such whatnot might be thinking that they want to... You know, always look to kind of bring the retail thing to a different level, and uh, I would assume that many people uh, assimilate getting on with Amazon as taking that next step. But if you find the case, and, and what is it? Was it an like a problem getting it on with them originally? Yeah, it's a huge problem. I could read a book. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, Soon to be on the store, right? You know, let me tell you how to get on Amazon <laughs> and uh, and hope that you don't pull your hair out in the process. Wow. Um, it, it is not easy. It is actually by invite only. Um, you, I, I got to tell you, I am not sure exactly how we weathered through the mess, but there's a lot of looking and not looking and peeking around a corner and seeing. And, and for us, you know, I, I tried asking why we were allowed in, and it was – more like, you know, don't ask, don't see, don't, you know, you just leave, just push it off, just leave it alone. And, uh, you know, it's just the one time I can tell you it's not what I knew or who I knew. It's, uh, and I don't think it was dumb luck. We did, there was a lot of paperwork. We do have a contract with them. And trust me, uh, at any certain day, they could flip a switch and go, see you later, Bob, down the street. <laughs> you know, we're, we're done. But, but that's okay. I mean, we don't put all our eggs in one basket, and we're growing our dealer network, and, and they just help us to support where dealers can't. And, and we still have a lot of people that live by dealers that don't buy from Amazon or drive to our dealers that Amazon may be easier, but only because, uh, you know, people want stuff now. Yeah. And, but for those that can't get it now, that's why Amazon's a good thing. But, yeah, it's a very arduous task. It, easy, it is not by any means. 
Chris Becker joining me here on the show, cookinpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, pellets, cookinpellets.com. Chris, anything else before I let you go tonight? You know, Greg, um, no, but I uh, I appreciate the time. You guys, you know, it's always a blast being on with you. And, um, you know, Barbecue Central's uh, awesome to, to partner with, and we really appreciate it. And uh, moving forward, uh, all I can say is, Go pellets. Oh, I have to say hi to my daughter because she's she's watching and listening right now. Yeah, hi. what's her name? Annika. Annika. Shout out. I never say shout out, but I'm gonna say shout out just for Chris. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it very All right. much. Take care. There he is. Chris Becker from cookingpellets.com. C-O-O-K-I-N Pellets. Cookingpellets.com. And as he said, they're the only makers of pellets out there right now that actually have an app. Taking technology to a whole new level, right? Absolutely. Uh, so if you want to be alerted to when the best price of cooking pellets is selling on Amazon, get to your app store, either your Android or your iOS, download the app for cooking pellets, and you're off and running. All right, gang. If you are like me, aside from cooking pellets, what's the easiest way to better up that barbecue, whether you're the competition cook or the backyard hack just like me? You know who it is. It's Dave Bosco Butcher Barbecue. That's right. Star of stage and screen and uh, retail and competition scenes. Uh, happily, newly retired as well. On the back end of the career, I guess. I'm just kidding, Dave. I'm just kidding. Uh, look, go to ButcherBBQ.com right now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We know Dave and uh, the folks over at Butcher's well-known for the injections, right? Pork, beef, prime injection, the bird boosters. The open pit flavor for the pork, it's all good. It's all available over at ButcherBBQ.com. And please, don't forget, just because I didn't talk about it last week, doesn't mean you should ever forget the newest, latest, greatest product out there on Butcher Barbecue's market segment, which is the grilling oils. Yeah, grilling oils are great. You don't have to refrigerate them after you open them. If you've been looking for a better replacement that, uh, for that parquet crap, that everybody else uses. This is something that you're going to want to consider, especially uh, just that butter flavor. You can take it with you. You don't have to worry about getting it in a cooler or if you leave it out. How long has it been out? Has it turned? Is it rancid? Anything like that. Shelf stable. So you buy as many as you want and use that in place of the parquet and realize that you know not only is it easier, right? Not only is it easier to just have by your side or out by the stove because you don't have to worry about putting it away and if it's you know kind of out of sight out of mind no no no, don't worry about that but you'll notice if you use it in place of the barquet better texture there's a there is a, a enhanced gain once you eliminate the blue bottle but you have to try it for yourself or you can take it from me and dave we both noticed it. he told me about it i tried it i can confirm the fact would love to have you confirm it as well uh, go to butcherbbq.com that's butcherbbq.com for all the products of course the rubs the sauces don't worry about the shipping costs. As I always say, just get $201 worth of stuff. Everything will ship for free at that point, and you'll have a bunch of great products to uh, use. Dave, update on bigger bottles for the grilling oils. Are we in five-gallon jugs yet? Are we in five-gallon? No, probably not. Bigger, better. It's awesome. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back to wrap up that first hour. Stick around. Be right back.
Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Dave Bosca says he is still working on the bigger jar, so hold your horses. Soon enough, my friends, soon enough. Thanks again to Chris Becker from cookingpellets.com. C-O-O-K-I-N, cookingpellets.com. Also, thanks to Tyler Box from aliengearholsters.com for getting outside that barbecue box. Talk a little concealed carry for those that are into it. Saw some people out there. And he said, hey, I get enough demand. We might be looking at making concealed carry thermopen holsters and knife holsters. Can you imagine going inside the waistband with an alien gear holster made for your super fast thermopen? You're totally concealed when you need it. You pull your shirt up, go in, IWB, grab it, get your temperature, stow it back down in your holster. Man, what great fun that would be. I'm telling you, the holsters are crazy, crazy cheap, but good. You know, the other thing that comes with the Alien Gear holsters, I forgot to mention him, that I liked as a consumer. It came with a plastic bag that had the most often need to replace parts. They were already there. You just got to break them out of the mold. Came with an Allen wrench, you know, the how-to instruction stuff. But just to have the, pl- the stuff that's going to be replaceable the quickest... And it's not like it's like once a week. I mean, this will be over a pretty decent amount of time. But they figured out the pair of the parts that wear the quickest and sent you repair parts with the holster. Boom. All included. It's fabulous. Uh, if you want to try them out, aliengearholsters.com. Highly recommended for me. I've been uh, carrying with them for the last two and a half weeks. All right. Uh, we are going to reload for the second hour. Refresh on some water and some tea. And we will see you back here. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Scott Grigna from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty DeQ, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty four wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working. Ooh. Top men.
All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hey, welcome, everybody. You found the Barbecue Central show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. As always, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you missed the first hour, don't fret. You can go back to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Sometime after midnight, you'll have the audio archive all ready to go. You can also wait until about lunchtime tomorrow, and you'll have the replay video-wise here on my website. It'll also be up on YouTube at some point in the morning as well, so... You can catch that first hour of the show. Uh, the new swag that I am wearing. Let me show you. Suckle, suckle busters. Uh, same with the shirt. So thanks to uh, Dan Arnold and the uh, the folks over at. Uh, it's kind of like one of those trucker caps, I guess. Right. It's got the the netting. So always happy to uh, represent the show sponsors when they send me the stuff. I will wear it. I will wear it. I will wear it. I will wear it. The material on the shirt, too, is I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a blankie. It's not like your doesn't feel like your normal run in the mill like T-shirt. If that makes sense. It's kind of comfy. Like, I just want to keep rubbing it. It makes me happy in my mind. It's not going to give me nightmares tonight. I'm going to take it off me. I'm just going to, like, cuddle up with it. It's going to be nice. I will love it. Uh, This portion of the show is being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. We just had him on this past segment. CookinPellets.com is your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all your pellet-driven cookers, visit cookandpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit amazon.com as well as we learned. So thanks to Chris Becker for his continued support of the show. Uh, The 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into Madison, Wisconsin this past weekend. This was a regional final that feeds the top 10 teams to the Bentonville, Arkansas National Final in October. And those top 10 teams moving on are your grand champion. With a 694.8, the Smokin' Seas Barbecue. Congrats to them. Reserve Grant and the guy that won the local qualifying event the week before in Des Moines, I believe, uh, Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew with a 694.2, so six tenths separating uh, one and two. Very close. The Smoke Hunters, third. Yellow River Barbecue, fourth. J Star Barbecue, fifth. Smokin' Aces at the Barbecue Superstore, sixth. Pellet Envy, Big Brothers Barbecue, eighth. Hug Hogs Barbecue, ninth. And rounding out the top 10 going to Bentonville, or at least having the opportunity to go to Bentonville, Abel Acres Barbecue. A span between one and 10, uh, just 10 points. 10.5 points. Uh, 694 takes it. And uh, ninth place with a 683.9. And 10th place was a 683.3. So very hotly contested, uh, one through 10. Nice and close. The next Sam's Club event will be on August 15th, as I mentioned, the first hour, Scarborough, Maine, a local qualifier. Good luck to all those competing. Is Patrick Paquette going to be at that Scarborough, Maine? Patrick, you up for that? 
Why is my face going blue again? Damn it. Hold on. There we go. Man, oh man. Can't show anything in front of that lens anymore without it going discolored. Um, all right. We have a weekly barbecue roundup. Stand by in three, two, one. All right, here we go with another edition of the Weekly Barbecue Roundup. Tonight, we are covering August 7th, 2015, starting with the KCBS. Black Dog Music and Q Festival in Floyd, Virginia, winning at Game On Barbecue with a 696.5. Smoking on the Prairie, Gillette, Wyoming, winning at Got Smoke Barbecue, 704.6. Wow. Ribs, Pigs, and Watermelons, Huntington Beach, California, winning at Pigskin Barbecue with a 701.6. Smoking with Woods, canceled. Sorry. Smoking in McMinnville, McMinnville, Tennessee, winning at Swiggin' Pig with a 704.5. A lot of high scores this week. Mountain High Barbecue Festival and Car Show, Franklin, North Carolina, winning at Pick and Porkers. With a 695.9. Cass's Grab Root and Growl Barbecue. Woodward, Oklahoma. Winning it, the American Dream Barbecue team with a one a 701.1. Another win for them. Med City Barbecue and Music Fest. Rochester, Minneapolis, uh, Rochester, Minnesota. Pardon me. Totally Sauced. Wins it with a 687.9. Missouri's North Star Barbecue Championship in Kirkville, Missouri. Trump and Thump and Strum Barbecue. Can't read tonight, everybody. Okay. Thump and Strum Barbecue with a 681.1. Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. The regional final in Madison, Wisconsin. Winning it, the Smokin' Seas Barbecue with a 694.8. Smokin' on the Smoky. Salina, Kansas. True Bud Barbecue winning it with a 705.1. My goodness. Grills and Grills. Nevada County United Way in Penn Valley, California, winning its Son of Smoke with a 671.9. Fatheads Canadian Capital Classic Barbecue Competition in Ottawa, Canada. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, sorry. Smoking Boys and Hot Grills with a 642.3. These are the day's barbecue showdown in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, another Canada. Winning at Arrowhead North with a 702.2. Nothing going on in the Florida Barbecue Association as that team of the year is wrapped up already. Last week, and we move on to Texas and the International Barbecue uh, Cookers Association, the IBCA. Two cook-offs reporting right now. Breastfed Barbecue in Lubbock, Texas, winning it Grillin' Granny. We also have the third annual Stable Sprint Barbecue Cook-Off in Beaumont, Texas, winning that one Aaron Bisher, After Party Pit Crew. By the way, election started today. We'll go through next Sunday for the IBCA, so we'll report to you on that. The Texas Gulf Coast, no cook-offs this weekend. It's hot, goddammit. And the Lone Star Barbecue Society, one of two reporting currently at this time of recording, which is Sunday at 7.07. Burn Unit Beverly Hill Memorial Barbecue Cook-Off in Circleville, Texas. 33 teams there. Winning it is Brent Bourne of Republic Barbecue. So congratulations to him. That's going to do it for this weekend's weekly barbecue roundup and now we go back to the show with more of me and here is me i like some me as as terrell owens said i love me some me uh as far as cooking on the lang which uh, dave bosca asked me in the first hour 
Look, it's a learning curve. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I am back to square one, uh, beginning barbecue guy. Uh, live fire offset barbecue pits is not my strong suit. It was never my strong suit. And here's the problem that I'm having. It, the first time I ran it, I had a, a nice, you know, good uh, active fire burning. And I left the firebox door open, like where you put in the wood on purpose. So the fire would burn and it would be drawing in enough kind of cooler air where it wouldn't be able to, you know, superheat everything before it launched it down the chamber and then, you know, reverse back out of the exhaust. And what I found was about two and a half, three hours into the cook is my coal bed had withered away. And when I was adding a stick, which is you know about pop can and, you know, pop can diameter, uh, 16 inch split uh, preheated on top of the, the firebox, the coals burned away. So I was worried that I wasn't going to have a, a satisfactory coal bed to keep the new log running uh, for that to kind of break down into what would be then the new coal bed. So uh, the next cook, I cooked with the door closed, uh, built a much bigger bed of coals initially. But in the end, about three hours into the cook, three and a half hours into the cook, my coal bed again had kind of withered away. And I was once again in the the issue of trying to figure out how I was going to keep a new stick burning and not have my coals extinguish themselves through burnout during the cooking process, you know, further into the cook. And I, I read a great article about controlling temperature by leaving your firebox dampers all the way open, but using the coal bed size as your gauge to how that's going to heat the pit. Unfortunately, uh, I have not seen 225 to 250 degrees at all. Like, it's it's always hotter than that. 275 is probably my low side. I've been between 300 to 350 the majority of the time because I have to keep the coal bed. So uh, next time, I'm going to close the firebox doors or the firebox vents halfway. And we'll see if we can't get, you know, a longer coal bed burn and at least keep something enough there uh, to, to put on to when I put the new split on top of it and see how we go from there. Uh, blow to load two sticks every half hour. Keep those dampers wide open and close the firebox. So, I mean, basically what you're saying, Blowfish, is I'm going to be running at like 300 degrees, you know, from here on out, right? So, I don't know. I the benefit is the food is the food has been really good and a, a full like St. Louis rack of spares cooks in 3.5 hours tops I mean my shit was done I threw ribs on at 5 o'clock and they were done at 8.15 I mean it was crazy so you know that thing's pushing air through it uh, even at a 275 to, to 300 degree clip so, you know, just one of those things. Gonna take a little bit of learning curve. Not 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 a scared of it. Very excited. I mean, I love live fire. I'm a man. I'm a pyromaniac. Right? You damn right. So that's my uh, kind of thumbnail re uh, recap of the first couple cooks. But you know, we'll get it dialed in. We'll get it dialed in. Trust me, I'm not afraid to cook on it. That's for sure. Can't wait. Can't wait. And it smells good, and it looks good, and the food tastes good. And it's not over-smoked because I'm taking 
making sure that I'm burning clean fire, not having the, you know, that big pukey smoke come out of it, too. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the CHOPS Power Injector System, the National Barbecue Association product of the year in 2015. Three awesome sizes to fit your needs. Let me tell you about them. The number one seller is the half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector, designed for competition or to pump up the backyard warrior like me. So easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. You just have one brisket or a pork shoulder to do. You don't have to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It'll use it all. comes with 14-gauge needles. Two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. $100 plus shipping anywhere. The number one, or the one-gallon chops power injector system, designed for catering or bigger jobs that will hold double the amount, right? Because it's the uh, one gallon over the half. Some use it in competitions, like when you cook MBM. Some will use it when they're cooking, like, 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. Comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement needle adapters, three plug screws, and the needle protector. $120 plus shipping anywhere. Then you have the newest one, the Chopsful Power Injector System. It's electric, has commercial and competition big daddy capabilities. It's not a holding tank, but it has a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that will allow you to put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed originally for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He said time and time again that after he's used it, that the CHOPS full-power injector system has given his briskets the best taste and finish he has ever had. Comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 12-gauge needles, two 11.5-gauge needles, three plug screws, and needle protector. 325-plus shipping anywhere. Uh, a number of the top pitmasters in the world are currently using the CHOPS power injector system every day to make their barbecue better. Here's the thing, right? We live in a foodie world. Flavor is required in every bite. No easier or faster way to do this than with a CHOPS full power injector system. And it's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused watermelon or other fuse? That's right. Fill the chamber up with alcohol, stick the needles in something, inject it. Let your mind go wild to a degree. Extra accessories if you want them. Everything hand-assembled in Kansas City, Missouri. Go to Barbecue Kansas City. B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. Barbecue Kansas City. Dot com. That's BarbecueKansasCity.com. Chops Power Injector System gives your barbecue some power. BarbecueKansasCity.com. Get one. I, I'm using mine on uh, Friday. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'll report back. I'm going to take video of that thing. You can believe that. I got a small cater cook. Thanks to Dan Uladal and the folks over at Chops Power Injectors. Uh, Chops, uh, Chops Power Injectors. All right. Well, we are back with Chris Marks. Out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by iGrill. That's right, makers of the most advanced barbecue Bluetooth grilling thermometers. Monitor the temperatures of whatever you're grilling from up to 150 feet away using your iOS or Android device. Here's the best part, folks. If you're on the fence, do it now. Use promo code CENTRAL, C-E-N-T-R-A-L, CENTRAL, for 15% off your purchase at I, the letter I, devices, iDevicesInc.com. That's iDevicesInc.com. Grill with precision. 
All right, folks, my next guest is uh, what I have said to be a competition living legend. Uh, if you are any uh, history connoisseur of competition barbecue, my next guest's name will certainly ring a bell. His team, Three Little Pigs, a uh, lot of winning, changed a lot of rules. Uh, he's gotten into the pit making business as well. Uh, you've seen him on this show a couple different times. Uh, so let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Chris Marks, joining us. Chris, how are you, buddy? Fine. How you doing, Greg? Absolutely fabulous, Chris. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And, uh, you know, I guess before we uh, get into the good one uh, line of smokers and, you know, the the pit builder stuff, as I had uh, talked to you a little bit about as we were going through some communications a little bit earlier today, uh, I've tried to set aside a bunch of segments here over the next coming months for the folks that you know, maybe are starting to get into barbecue a little bit more heavy and, they want to know what kind of pits are out there and the different kinds and how they're fired, this, that, and the other thing. So uh, certainly the the good one line of smokers is one that we want to have on, and, and we can talk about that. But, you know, one thing that I, I want to make sure that uh, I'm kind of a, a guy that believes that you need to be doing your homework on the history of the sport and the industry and the business to really know you know where you're coming from to, to where we want to go. And, and Chris Marks, competition barbecue cook, uh, one of the most formidable uh, pit masters out there, especially when you were running at hot and heavy. Uh, American Royal wins uh, to the tune of many, uh, aside from the multiple other ones. Uh, went to the the whole barbecue competition cooking scene, Chris. Actually, we got into it about I want to say 1989. Wow! And uh, it was quite in its infancy back then, and there really not very many contests to go to. Uh, we had we had a couple large ones. Uh, of course, in Kansas City, but uh, it was really in its infancy, and uh, yeah, it sort of started, and it's just blossomed. I'm going to watch it actually blossom across the world. It's just amazing how it started. I mean, we were starting, I mean, we were lucky to find, you know, five to ten contests a year. And back then, you know, when we did a contest, we were doing a contest for a ribbon. I mean, there was no money at all involved. I mean, it was just really for a ribbon, and I mean that ribbon was a small little ribbon. But I tell you what, people were proud. Are, are you surprised, or, or I guess, are, are you amazed at getting, you know, where, where you have a small collection of teams showing up to some city in, in Kansas City trying to do some barbecue stuff, and seeing now over the last, you know, especially ten years. It's specialty meat purveyors for brisket and specialty meat purveyor for pork butts and ribs and chicken's got to be this kind. And everybody's injecting and they're making their own rubs and the, the sauces are going crazy too. And it seems like it's such a defined, almost like a, a surgery type of a situation now to, to even have a sniff of it uh, to where it was to where it's now. I mean, c- can you even believe how much has changed in just 20 years or so? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just take a look at, you just sort of do a direct comparison to NASCAR. You know, everybody's always looking for an edge, uh, you know, and then again, it comes down to the complexity, you know, we're going to make it harder and harder and harder and more complex. You know, we're going to find more different kinds of things to do. And, you know, it's just so many different minds into it. So many different ways to do things. It's just, you know, it, it, it's just a matter of how it's going to grow. You know, you look at NASCAR, you look at other types of hobbies, and it just gets more and more complex. But eventually it's going to level off because you can only do so much for meats. 
Chris Marks joining us here on the show. Uh, the website, by the way, if you want to check out the cookers that we're going to get into here in a second, thegood-one.com. That's a good website, right? That's the, the one we're using. The good yeah, dash one. All right. The good dash one is uh, the website you want to uh, check out here while we're talking. Chris, when you started to, to, you know, even, you know, if you get out there on the competition trail now, are you, are there things that you're doing now that you're like, man, when we were doing this back in 1989, 1990, 91, 92, we'd never even thought that this was going to be something that we would have to do in order to even be competitive. Uh, absolutely. Because back then, you know, it was, uh, back when we first started, there were no defined rules. There was no judging schools. I mean, they were just pulling judges off the street. And it was a flat out guess what you had to do. So, you know, it was, you know, everybody talks about how complex it is now, but back in the old days, you know, when we're cooking this, we didn't have a clue to who we were judging to. So you had to cook consistent and you just had to flat out put out a good product. And, you know, again, there were no set rules for judges. I mean, you could end up with a four, you could end up with a nine, but you know, again, if you put out a good product, they're always going to do well. Chris Marks joining me here on the show. Uh, Chris, so obviously, you know, a big part of being a competition cook is the cooker. Uh, what did you guys start out with, and, and when did you start kind of deciding that not only is having a good pit key to success on the competition scene, but maybe it's also getting into the business portion of uh, pits as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we started out when my dad retired from Hallmark. My, my mom basically, you know, said, find him something to do. Truthfully, that's how all of three little pigs got started. And uh, find something to do. So I bought him a uh, Oklahoma Joe, uh, or a Horizon now, as they would call it. But back then it was Oklahoma Joe yeah, for his retirement. And uh, just started from there. But when it comes down to a pit, you know, a pit's going to be a tool that's going to make your life easy and gives you the ability to really concentrate and do the detail that you need to do. Uh, but what it comes down to is that pitch just got to make it easy for you to cook. It can't be too complex. Uh, and it's got to help you put out that good product. Um, and that's, again, we migrated over to the Goodwin line because we wanted to sleep. And uh, one of the most important things we found out in competition is the last thing you want to do, if you keep up, $2,000 for a contest is you don't want to wake up and feel horrible the next morning. <laughs> so, and, and uh, you, you do. And it, you just have no drive to really turn out a great product. But if you have a tool like a good smoker to help you go all night, you don't have to tend it much. Just sort of let it do its thing. You have the ability to have a lot more detail towards the end. And that's really what it comes down to is that last you know, hour being able to pull everything together. Uh, Chris, in regards to the good one smokers, you know, the design and, and the look probably a little bit different, If especially if people have never seen them before, uh, a little bit different than people are used to. Obviously, as you'd mentioned, you started cooking on uh, Oklahoma Joe or Horizon or uh, Yoder Smoker, you know, whoever is uh, kind of making them now. Uh, but it's the it's the offset style, and, of course, a lot of people know uh, the cabinet or the vault style cookers that seem to be gaining a lot of pe popularity. Of course, the pellet cookers are uh, uh, all the rage at this point too. Uh, but the good one is a little bit different as far as look and, and setup. So you know, if you could kind of paint that picture for us of you know why well, the good one smoker is uh, in your estimation uh, the one to to really go with. 
Well, you, you, you take a look at it. You look at an engineered smoker. We're a truly engineered smoker based on airflow. How does airflow work? And we designed our own airflow. Instead of taking a, a propane tank or gas pipeline and try to make it a smoker, we actually went backwards. And we said, hey, how does airflow work? How does it work up and around? So we designed around airflow. So we have basically a reverse offset. So if I'm smoking on a two-smoker propane tank, I'm always going to have hot spots. I'm always going to have to flip and stuff around. I'm going to have to open up my lid. I'm going to have to be throwing wood on it all the time. We want to develop a smoker to where, again, you keep the lid shut and let it do what it does. And, again, it's pretty simple design around airflow. Air goes up, air in, air out. You know, how am I going to get it to pull around? You know, just simple design things that we did to make it easy. I was just reading a thing on uh, a guy posted on a Friends of the Good One Facebook page where he just stretched almost 11 hours out of eight pounds of Kingsford charcoal on a good one open range. And the goal is to keep it to where that lid shut, let the smoker do its thing, and don't make it too complex. It's easy. And that's what, what we have to make. We have to make that design and complex. We don't need to throw a bunch of tools at it. We don't need to throw a bunch of fans. You know, it's just a smoker. So, again, the simpler you make it, the better, more you can concentrate on the end product. So for the, the people that don't know uh, what they're, they're driving down the road or whatever, you know, the, the setup is, at least uh, the, the way I'm seeing it, you have your actual uh, firebox uh, where you would walk up to, and then this that's kind of at one level, and then a little bit level up is where you're actually putting your food and you're kind of working the draft, you know, that way from kind of front, back, and, and up and out, I guess. Absolutely. So now if I'm looking at my temperature laterally or lateral across, so if I'm at 250 on the left end, I'm 250 at the right end. So, again, whether it's, it's based on an open range, a, a marshal, which is our larger unit, or even into the pit boss, we're still, if we're 250 on one side, we're 250 on the other side, no matter how wide it is. Because, again, we're working off a dampener off the back side of it. So, again, we're able to dampener the heat away from the meat, which is a very important part here. You know, we're not throwing direct heat at anything. So we're able to really build a big convection up. Did it take design time? Absolutely. Did it take a lot of time? Yes. So we're really known, Greg, our, our, what we're really known for is we innovate, we create at the Goodwin Smoker. We don't copy anybody. We make our own stuff. And what it is is we're constantly in the engineering room trying to make our smokers better, trying to make our accessories better, trying to come up with better accessories at all times. Chris Marks joining me here on the show. The website, if you want to check it out here while we're talking, thegood-one, thegood-one.com, and it's got their full lineup of products there. Um, Chris, how do you decide You know when you were going to – I mean, you kind of took over. Well, I guess, you know, if you could give us a little history lesson on, on the good one. I mean, you said you kind of took it over uh, and, and, you know, you guys weren't the ones that made it, but you're, you know, always constantly now refining and making it a, a better and better cooker. But, you know, how Absolutely. did the, the partnership come together with you guys? Uh, the, good one, the good one was actually made back in 1980 in a barn in uh, Burns, Kansas. And in 2006, the brand was sold to a... Uh, basically a multimillionaire out of Kansas City who was an angel investor that actually helped people. And so he, he bought the Kipling Smoker line, 
And what he wanted to do, he wanted to take it national and international. Really, it was considered a regional brand. And uh, he brought me on in 2007 as his promotion guy, and I ended up as general manager. And we built the brand for basically one or two dealers all the way out to about 200 dealers across the U.S. Then in 2013, the brand uh, the brand was still being built in Burns, Kansas. Uh, he could no longer keep up with our production. So Joe actually found a manufacturer in northern Missouri, Landmark Manufacturing, and they bought the brand. And with that, I was able to take design control, and we redesigned the smokers, and we fixed them. We updated them. They needed to be refreshed. They hadn't been refreshed in about 15 years. We completely refreshed them. The great thing about Landmark Manufacturing is they've got about 100,000 square foot under roof. Wow. Uh, Big manufacturing company. Uh, Everything went into the computer, so everything's CAD CAM now. Everything's laser cut. Everything's uh, robot welded. Uh, we brought, brought the brand into the two, upper 2000s now. And it looks good, looks sharp, uh, just smokes so much better. So instead of being built in a barn, now we're built in a, a professional manufacturing company. Chris, in regards to uh, price point and like capacity, if you could give us kind of a, a quick breakdown of the, the cookers that you have. We, we, uh, we call it the Patio Junior. And, of course, everything we make is all USA made. Um, Patio Junior is basically our entry level, $7.99. You're looking at about a 24-inch smoker. You're able to do four large butts on it. You're able to do briskets. Um, the next one is our biggest seller is the open range. And it is just actually for 2015. It's won two major awards, one from Amazing Ribs. And it was picked the second top smoker. And then about.com, we received another five-star award on the open range on the new Generation 3s. Nice. Um, that was our top-selling model. It's a 30-inch smoker. Price pointed at 1099 Our next one is really our entry-level competition, which is the uh, Marshall. It's a four-shelf slide-out uh, open front open uh, fourth shelf. All the shelves are adjustable. Uh, usually we can cook right there on about 18, uh, pork butts on it at one time. Uh, and it will hold up to seven shelves if needed. It, it's a high volume cooker, selling a lot of them to restaurants. Just worked with a, uh, a restaurant out in Texas and they just actually purchased 41. Um, wow. our next model up from that's going to be a pit boss and that's our trailer restaurant unit. And, uh, 300 pounds log in the trail boss, no problem. Built up the chassis of the, uh, the Marshall, so it's got eight shelves in it, and all those shelves are adjustable. So we have it from the entry level all the way up to the uh, trailer or restaurant level. And the big selling unit is going to be um, the uh, open range. We do want to have one unit called a Heritage Oven, built primarily for the guys in the Southwest. One of our big dealers down there, Barbecue Island. And this is a true smoker grill with a stainless steel head on it that you can put into a 30-inch slot in an outdoor kitchen. And those have been very popular. Yeah, it seems that, you know, I understand why it's popular in the Southwest, but, you know, even, you know, up here uh, where I am in the Midwest, uh, Northeast, uh, 
if people are not adding on to their homes, you know, for four seasons, they're at least going above and beyond for that outside space and doing the built-in stuff. So I can see that's a a segment that's probably going to at least continue to grow for your guys here in the next, uh, you know, handful of years, I would imagine. Absolutely. Now, we started, in the, you know, we see it in the Southwest, we see it in the West, we see it down in Dallas, a lot in Dallas. Um, see a lot up in Washington, Oregon area. Uh, see, but we, you know, we see some in Kansas City, but we, it's still predominantly Midwest where we're seeing a lot of those kitchens go to. Uh, and you're right. What we found out is Midwest usually lags from the coast about five to six years behind when it comes to really adapting those high-end, you know, outrageous outdoor kitchens, which I've seen some that are just like two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollar outdoor areas that are just unbelievable. These uh, good one smokers, Chris, are uh, let's call them charcoal driven, and then uh, wood chunk for your smoke flavor type deal, right? Absolutely, uh, they can be uh, charcoal driven. Uh, some guys use wood. We have a lot of guys down in Texas uh, who use wood. All they wood. Like wood in them. Uh, I'm a lot charcoal and uh, just a wood chunk guy. Wow! And uh, with a lot charcoal, I get a lot better consistency. And uh, do you uh, do you discriminate between uh, just using lump or can it be like uh, the briquette stuff? What, what do you find works best on that? Oh, uh, I'm a lump guy, and I've been almost since we won our first panel with a lump charcoal years ago. I've never really, really gotten away from it. But guys use Kingsford, the guy. Uh, I was just talking about Scott Elliott down in uh, Northern California. He only uses briquette, and he actually stretched 11 hours out of eight pounds of briquettes. So it's it's really designed for a briquette charcoal. Can you use wood in it? Yes, they do. It's just, again, it's not going to be as consistent if you're using whole logs due to the inconsistency of the whole log. Chris, you're going to be out here in the Cleveland, Ohio area, I believe, in September, and you, you do some cooking classes, not necessarily, you know, just driven to the competition guys, like I'm sure you uh, see quite a bit on the on the circuit, you know, charging six, yep. seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a person for uh, a spill your guts competition scene from some of the top pitmasters out there, but more geared to guys like me, the backyard guys. Uh, for folks that mm-hmm. might just happen to be out in the Cleveland area, when are you going to be in, and uh, what can you expect from the class? Uh. What it is, is they, they've been very popular. I mean, we have a, just a beautiful area up there in Cleveland. It's really a great, good one area up there. Um, it's going to be a heat exchange over in North Ridgeville. And again, you bring up a really good point. Um, I like to focus on to, to bringing the guys into the hobby and, and show them how easy it is. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys, unfortunately, watch a lot of the different TV shows, and they come in just so confused on what to do, how to do it. <laughs> Half of them don't even know how to light a fire. But, you know, they know how to do, uh, you know, butter chicken. But they don't know how to light a fire. They don't know any of the science behind what we do. Yeah. And that's what I explain to the people, the science behind it. Here's here's how this works. Here's how the charcoal works, you know. Here's, you know, what we're trying to build. And, I mean, again, the people just, once they understand it, it's going to make them a much better cook. And what uh, what date are you going to be up in Cleveland? Truthfully, Greg, I can't remember off the top of my head. September. Uh, it's going to be at North Ridgefield. It's usually the first weekend in September uh, when I'm up there. And we, due to popularity, we usually have two to three classes, depending on his oversell. Uh, I think 
we're doing, we're starting with two cleanses. I think we're going to do a brisket and guts. And we're also, the night before, we're going to do a uh, ribs and chicken class. All right. Well, I'll uh, be looking at the Heat Exchange website for dates, uh, and I'll actually correspond with you here off air, and we can get those dates out to the folks. So if uh, people are going to be around and they want to stop in, uh, they can sign up for the Chris Marks class over on the uh, near west side of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, you can go in lieu of that to the good-one.com, the good-one.com. Check out the smokers and uh, have at it from there. If you have any questions, uh, I'm sure you can uh, get a hold of Chris there through the website. And I'll be happy to yeah, answer them. Right on the uh, events, you'll see up on the top is the events calendar. It also tells you where we're going to be at. All right, perfect. So we'll uh, we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, Chris, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. And uh, I believe, barring any emergency situations, I'll actually be meeting you in person for the first time here in uh, just a little over a month. Well, man, you know, it's only one in four years. I'm sorry. Four, four or five years. Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. About time. So uh, we'll see you then. I know. Well, I'll see you, man. (laughs) All right, Chris. Thanks so much for coming on. There he is, Chris Marks from the Good One Smoker. And, boy, sounds great that he's able to get a manufacturer uh, that is big. Oh, I hit the wrong button. It's big and able to kind of adjust to what their needs are right now. Sharpening up the product line, as it were, giving it the facelift, uh, bringing that look back into uh, how they want it to look now. So, congratulations to Chris on the success of the Good One Smoker. The Good Dash One. The Good Dash One is a Good One Smoker. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Suckle Busters award winning barbecue rubs, barbecue sauces, chili kits, and Texas gunpowder, preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places two years in a row at the World Series of Barbecue, better known as the American Royal for the Barbecue Sauce Contest. There's the new product out that we've been giving away for weeks now here on the show, the Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Based on Suckle Busters' award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce, the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce is a thin barbecue glaze, it's a finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. It's super sweet, not spicy. It is super red. They use a special American paprika for the bright red color. Brush it on the 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. The last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat and adds an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at the barbecue stores near you or online at SuckleBusters.com. That's SuckleBusters.com. If you want a free bottle of this sauce, send me an email, sucklebusters.com in the subject line, sucklebusters.com in the subject line, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and then the subject line, sucklebusters.com, and you will be happy that you are going to be trying this honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce. And by the way, people are saying that it is absolutely spectacular that have tried it. So if you've tried it, give me feedback. I'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, Sucklebusters.com. That's Sucklebusters.com. Thanks to Dan Arnold for the continued support of Sucklebusters. And I'll have a review on that spicy peach barbecue sauce here from over the weekend. Uh, this will, uh, Next week uh, for this coming week. So there you go. Booyah!
Uh, winning the sauce is Matt. And, let me click into it. Matt Gilliam. Look at you from M Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Congratulations to Matt. And he sent me a shipping info. Good job. Very confident young man right there. I will forward that down to Dan, and he will get you your bottle of glaze to try out. Uh, we'll be back with Jim Elser of Sweet Smoke Q right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Man Great. That's right. Mangrate is a raw cast iron grill grates made right here in America. Restaurants and pros use cast iron for a reason. Even heat conduction, retention, no hot spots, Mangrate's patented pending design traps and evaporates oils and fat and reduce flare-ups. And perfect sear marks each and every time slash turn. Use code BBQCEN, BBQSEN, for 25% off your purchase at mangrate.com. Grill like a pro with Mangrate. That's 25% uh, off with your code BBQCEN at mangrate.com. Thanks to the good folks over at Mangrate for their partnership here with the show. All right, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome in the FBA Team of the Year RGC. Jim Elser to the show. Jim, how are you? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Jim. Appreciate you making time for the show, my man. And uh, I guess first and foremost, uh, congratulations on the uh, uh, FBA Team of the Year results, second place. So obviously uh, one spot shy of probably where you wanted to be, but coming off of you know the reigning uh, 2014, uh, second place can't be all that bad considering uh, that uh, pesky little fellow, Matt Barber, who uh, continues to be a thord in many people's side in the FBA. Yeah, that, that little pesky little fellow, you know, he put a – but it made it tough this year. Uh, we, we've been battling back and forth for the last, I think, three or four years. So we keep switching it back and forth. So you better watch out for uh, 2016. So I'm going to be on fire. When does uh, FBA season kick back up? Is that the, the Plant City situation, or or is it going to be sooner than that? No, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll kick it back up, I do believe, um, mid-September in uh, Lake City, which I think both me and Matt Marble will be uh, – in uh, Denver for the uh, Colorado Rockies Invitational. So we'll, we'll actually miss the uh, first uh, team year uh, points for 2016. So this should be seen as you two giving the rest of the pack a head start. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to say it, but I'll say it for you if you want. Uh, no, I think they need it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right, so, Jim, let me ask you. I had you on the show tonight uh, because – I always find it interesting when cooks that are steeped in their particular sanctioning body. So Jim Elser is, you know, more related with FBA than, you know, most of the other sanctioning bodies. I mean, you get into KCBS, uh, you know, from time to time, as well as Matt does. You've had success in, in both arenas too, but primarily FBA guy. And there's, you know, nothing wrong with that, of course. But when you decide that you're going to go into a new sanctioning body and this time it's like way different. It's, not, I mean, 
you could make comparisons that FBA and, and KCBS are kind of similar to a certain degree. It's four meats. Uh, there is garnish in one. There isn't garnish in another, but you're doing the same for me. So th- there is some kind of similarity there. Uh, but this time you decided to go IBCA. And my th- question is, why? <laughs> oh, good question. Yeah, it, it's night and day. Uh, but why? Um, I've always wanted to go, you know, travel throughout the country and just to go, you know, I want to do all the things in your body at least once to see what, you know, how it, how it is and, uh, you know, challenge myself. I'm um, not saying, you know, competing in the FBA is, is easy, but it's, it's, you know, we like to do something different from time to time. Do you, have you heard the fact that these Texas guys are patting themselves on the back talking about that, you know, they are the best barbecue cooks out there in the country right now. And, you know, you are going to have to kind of run up from the Southeast and, and make sure that, you know, those that are supposed to be holding it down are holding it down out there. Uh, you know, it's. I guess I. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to answer that. To be honest with you. Uh, well, let's look at it uh, from this perspective. I mean, you're going into an IBCA event, uh, so you're cooking brisket, you're cooking half chickens, and you're cooking ribs. No pork shoulder here, or nor you know, no pork category aside from the ribs portion of it. So, I mean, well, well, well an IBCA that, that's up to the organizer to do uh, if they want to do the pork category, so they can. Add the pork category in there for the, uh, you know, for the overall um, reserve and, and grand champion. So um, they did add the pork category. So I had the op- opportunity to, to cook pork out there in Texas. Uh, where were you in? Where were you in Texas specifically? We were. Uh, we competed at the uh, the Black Fest in Lubbock, Texas. Um, Lubbock, great cause, and I was in. I was kind of invited invited to go out there. Um, I don't know, about nine months ago. It, and then uh, we put on a, uh, the organizers put on a, a, a cooking class, you know, just um, four top uh, pit masters. And we, uh, we each did a category for, you know, about an hour. So um, I was uh, fortunate to get to teach pork out there. So I give them a little bit of secrets of what I do. When I'm in, competing in the FDA and the KCBS, I, you know, the IBCA for pork, it's pretty much just all pulled. You, you know, you don't put the money in that muscles or any other, you know, chunks in the box. It's got to be pulled. So that was kind of kind of unique. You know, the whole the whole uh, concept, you know, for the categories. It's just you know, honestly, night and day from than what I'm used to. Um, even from the half chickens, uh, we we thought we had a. You know, we went out there. We went out there cooking our our normal um, our, our flavor profile. Uh, just with a little bit, we added a little more uh, spice to it. But we just wanted to go out there and not not try to. You know, do something that we don't normally do. We wanted to go do something that we do well. Um, we came over, you know, with a, a best place uh, with a fifth, uh, sixth place brisket, which you know, going out to Texas, you know, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. So I'm pretty uh, happy about that. Uh, we got we we made the final table and ribs, and uh, don't know where we ended up in chicken and um, and pork because in the IBCA, you know, there's no score scoring. Uh, cards at the end of the contest. They actually is a number system. So when they're calling uh, awards, they don't even know who the team is. It's basically just a number. Overall, would you say your experience was, you know, positive enough that you would go back and, and do more IBCA competitions? Uh, or was it just kind of you know something you wanted to get out of your system? What do you think? 
Um, I mean, I'm I'm all for doing another one. Um, would I go back there and do one tomorrow? I, I, you know, I don't think so. But you know, I just want to, you know, maybe learn a little, little bit more of what, you know, the judges are looking for. And the judges are basically just off the street. Um, and, and that's where back to what I was saying. We did our thing, and, and I think that the judges aren't really used to that kind of that. You know that kind of stuff that we do in the southeast, even wherever part of the country I go to, I don't change it much. And I've had success in other parts of the country. It's just I think just in that area, you know, I've, I've tasted, you know, the other some other teams' uh, products that they got called in, and I was honestly shocked because it's totally different than what what we normally do, especially down here in the southeast in KCBS and FDA. Do you like that? I mean, do do you think that that's something that the other sanctioning body should adopt is the grabbing people off the street or, or having the general public rule the day as far as taste versus having the particular sanctioning body sit people down and go, all right, well, this is what you should be tasting for and taste texture and tenderness. And, you know, this is how it should feel in your mouth this way. And this is when it's overcooked and this is what it isn't versus having people come in. You know, you're going to get enough people because everybody's going to want to eat barbecue, right? And uh, you sit them down in a tent and say, okay, which one did you like the best? And, and that's how it's run. Do you like that idea better? Or do you like having the, the certified judges and either sanctioning body be the ones that are determining your fate? I have mixed reviews on that because of, uh, and I'm going to lean towards the, uh, the certified judges just, just because, you know, they're somewhat trained. And I don't think just going by being a certified judge that you're actually a good uh, a judge. Um but back to your question, you know, last year, you know, we part, started, started off the, um, the, the 2015 FDA uh, season in Hobbs, New Mexico. So I went out there and uh, we went out there and I, we won it. Um, so they basically didn't have FDA judges out there. So they took them off the street, you know, kind of, you know, some IBCA, some KCBS judges. Um, but mainly I, what I heard that they were off the street and, and, I, and, and we did well out there. And then, you know. This past weekend, it's just, I think it was just a different, totally different flavor profile. Um, I think they, you know, I'm not 100% sure, but, we, you know, like taking other teams' food out there, they don't use a lot of sauce, um, if any. Did you get any type of, you know, insider's guidance, or did any, you know, Texas guy kind of pull you aside before you started and going, hey, you know, just so you know, or, hey, what flavor profiles are you usually using? Okay, yeah, well, don't do any of that because down here it's a little bit more savory or it's a little bit more spicy or something like that and at least give you some kind of an insider's look or did that not happen? Uh, I think it could have happened if I asked for it. Um, like I said, I was there for that class and uh, the other three guys given the, uh, the chicken ribs and the brisk classes were from, you know, that area of Texas. So I could have just paid attention and, and honestly, I didn't really pay attention that well just because... I went in there into that contest, it, you know, I was going to cook my, my, uh, my flavor profile. So I think if I had to do it all over again, uh, I'm glad I did my flavor profile just to see how it would, would do out there in that type of a contest. Um, but to do it again, you know, I'd probably search some things up, but I, I don't think I would do it completely what they're doing. Did you notice a, uh, overwhelming amount of offset cookers at an IBC event that you, than you would normally see at a, in an FBA or KCBS or not so much? Uh, we noticed the, the difference. Uh, we rolled in there and I think uh, <laughs> we're used to rolling into a contest and everybody has, you know, cook trailers, you know, actually, you know, uh, cook trailers or, or, you know, toy haulers. Uh, these guys roll in, everybody seemed to have a, 
a motorhome or an RV pulling you know, a, a stick burner. And I think majority of you were using stick burners. Um, and, and that maybe was a, you know, another problem that I didn't get a lot of smoke on my uh, drums. Uh, they, they do produce some smoke, but they don't over, overpower the, uh, the meat. And I, I think every, every pit I've seen was, was pretty much a stick burner out there. Are, are you using uh, southern bread cookers, or what kind of smoke do you use? No, I'm using my own uh, my uh, ugly drums, the juice can. So I actually uh, I didn't use mine this weekend, but I borrowed. Um, um, they hooked me up with uh, some some um, just basically 55 gallon drums, and I you know we we made them into a um, a smoker. Jim Elser joining me here on the show, Sweet Smoke Q, uh, Pitmaster. You can find his products, of course, at uh, SweetSmokeQ.com. Uh, Jim, let me quickly transition over to the products uh, briefly. How are the juices, uh, specifically the pork, the beef, you know, and, and all the other stuff business-wise going for you? Uh, it's, it's in the last, honestly, in the last three, four weeks, especially since uh, Barbecue Pit Wars came out and that was kind of, you know, mentioned on that. They've been flying off the shelf. Um, it, it's pretty much, I can't keep it in stock. It, it's it's going very well. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed about that. And uh, hopefully... Uh, you know, we're getting to more uh, products, or the next product we'll probably come out with is the bird juice. So we've been, I've been using that for about two and a half, three years, and I just need to get it packaged and out there on the market. So you're going to have a pork juice, a brisket juice, and a bird juice. That is correct. What's with the juice, dude? Just is that <laughs> is that your thing? I mean, that's your deal, the juice term. Uh, there's, there's a long story of that, I guess. Um, <laughs> we'll have to get into another day, but. All right. Do you just, uh, do, do you feel like giving up the ingredients for the wildly heralded and widely consumed pink drink? Is that something you can tell us about tonight, or is that something that you just erase minds with at uh, barbecue yeah, competitions? Well, I've told a few people, but I'll, I'll tell your you know your whole crew there. Um, you basically take a um, I, I prefer a clear glass, fill it up with ice, put them out. Don't be skimpy on, uh, you know, your vodka. Use some uh, some good vodka. I like to use Cheetos or, you know, some absolute some good vodka. Throw about a third way third of the way up. Take some uh, good lemonade. I uh, use simply lemonade. Uh, you don't want to use like uh, high fee or that, you know, just some good lemonade. Yep. And fill it up to about almost to the top. Splash it off with uh, some Ocean Spray uh, cranberry cocktail. And that's the pink drink. That's it. That's it. Delicious. I think I almost have that minus I don't usually if I'm doing uh, lemonade and vodka, well, geez, I was making a uh, uh, thing called a, I call it the Parnold Ulmer. So you know what an Arnold Palmer is, right? It's half iced tea, half yeah. lemonade. So this is uh, iced tea, vodka, and lemonade. So I call it Parnold Ulmer because you have two and you're shit-faced. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I thought about doing a couple segments here on the show, like pre-recorded, where I go back and make some of my favorite drinks because I can't do cocktail time live on the show anymore because now I'm in a basement and I don't have easy access to the kitchen or anything that would actually extend up there. But never, nevertheless, that's neither here nor there. It's an excuse for you. It's just an excuse. Yeah, thank you very much. If if nothing, I can make excuses better than anybody else. We're talking with Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q. He was recapping his time at the IBCA event in Lubbock, Texas, this past weekend. And also saying that his products are flying off the shelf. So make sure that you head on over to SweetSmokeQ.com and uh, hook yourself up with some if you are so inclined. Jim Olsen, man, thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. You got it. There he is, Jim Olsen, Sweet Smoke Q. 
sweetsmokeq.com if you want to check out his stuff. One of the top pitmasters out there on the competition scene. All right, let me talk to you quickly about the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru, longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. The Guru is the creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. Why are you going to buy from anyone else? I don't know. Don't do it. Not familiar with how these little beauties work. I'm not going to get it into the minutiae. But imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. It keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology right today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. The guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a couple slabs of ribs, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And that guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. If you're in the market, let me make a couple suggestions for you. If you have multiple pits or you want to take internal temperatures of like four different meats or both of those things, you're going to want to go CyberQ Wi-Fi. If you have a smart device of any kind or a laptop computer or a netbook or whatever, you can hook it up to Hotspot. You are able to access the CyberQ Wi-Fi right from your device. You can make changes to your pit temperature. You can monitor the internal temperatures of your meats. It's fabulous. You don't have to leave the rack anymore to make adjustments up or down or monitor the temperatures of your meats. If you want something like a cruise control for your pit, you don't need to run multiple pits. You're not looking for internal readings of temperatures of your meats or anything like that. The Party Q is the one you're going to want to test out. It's $149 for most cookers. $10 more if you have the ceramic style for the damper, uh, the damper, the damper adapter at the bottom. Oh, easy for me to say. But again, uh, it's an easy point of entry. It goes from cooker to cooker to cooker. Runs on AA batteries. It's completely self-contained. doesn't get any easier. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven is still the one you want to think about. Holds a lot of meat. Fully insulated. Accommodates the half and full pans for food service. Works seamlessly with any barbecue guru pit temperature control device. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. If you have any questions, call them. Don't try and do it yourself through the website. Ask the experts. Tell them what kind of cooker you have. Tell them what you're looking to do. They'll make sure you got what you need. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Wrapping it up quickly. I'm uh, actually over time here, so I apologize. Let's go ahead and uh, get on out. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Tyler Botts of Alien Gear. AlienGearHolsters.com. If you're a gun toter like me, don't mess with me. But get a comfortable inside the waistband holster. You'll be happy to get triple guarantee, as he said. 
AlienGearHolsters.com. Then we talked with uh, Chris Becker, CookinPellets.com, C-O-O-K-I-N, Pellets, CookinPellets.com. Download his app in the App Store for your particular device, and it will alert you when Amazon.com has the great prices on Cooking Pellets products. Then in the second hour, we talked with Chris Marks, the good-one, the good-one.com for the Good One Smoker line. Learned a little bit uh, about his past experience in competition barbecue, pretty much dominating everybody back in the day. And then we talked with Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q, sweetsmokeq.com, his website. Talked about the IBCA stuff that he did this past weekend and also got the recipe for pink drink, one-thirds Tito vodka, uh, almost to the top of lemonade, and then splash of cranberry for pink, guaranteed to give you a hangover in the morning. Big show planned for next week already, so stay tuned for that. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.